So good morning. It is December the 11th. And um, so many people don't understand the process of public engagement. So I will welcome you to my podcast here on Anchor, sponsored by Spotify. And, you know, actually, you know, I've made a whole $25 since I've been on this program for over a year. I have over 200 shows and it really doesn't matter because if I could sit down and have a conversation with you individually, perhaps we could do something together. I do understand building capacity. So many people don't. And so I'm on this journey of understanding exactly who I am and knowing as a member of the public the importance of sharing your voice as we are one community, we are one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, and there is justice for me. So I'm going to welcome you, and then I'm going to go ahead and begin to share the information. This information comes from uh, the Department of Justice, actually on October the... This is recent now. An investigation of the use of institutions to serve children with behavioral health needs. Now, you all need to understand what I'm saying because legislatively, I believe that you can have 30 hours, 30 hours, and then go and apply for some kind of certificate from CCSD to work with children through the harbor. But you have to understand these programs were designed by people who were elected to represent you. But when these people refuse to have a meeting with you and you can't meet with community members because they're so guarded, I don't know why they're guarded, but it really doesn't matter. In America, read a book. Read a book. And the song says, read an MF book. And my children have all heard that song. Now, I don't know if everybody in the world's heard that song, but the song is read a book. And the comments from the people who have done public engagement would say that if you put it in the books, the Negroes won't read it, but that's a lie. I've been reading for years. My children, all three of my sons graduated as a single parent who had to qualify for welfare sometime, but then actually I had a permanent job working for Los Rios Community College, which was uh, in essence, the state of California. But I was not protected, and the union did not have a file on me, and they let them treat me just like they wanted to treat me over there at Cassums River College. And when there is a complaint for the discrimination at Cassums River College, I'm right out there, 8401 East Center Parkway, uh, you know, Elk Grove. But the whole thing is, I'm going to be standing with those people. Because in America, we are going to win. I was discriminated in the state of California. And simply because I was given a full open medical with no services. And they gave me some kind of... They followed the process. Even if the process didn't have outcomes. But you see, in America, when they create a process for you, it has to have outcomes. And I got to tell you, I can thank them. Because actually what they did to me enabled me to support my sons, my three sons, which all graduated and who are all participating 
in America and who are all engaged. My my son, my youngest son, John Anderson, is getting ready to start his own podcast. And, you know, the deal is, is that you have to know who you are and you can be anywhere in the world sharing a conversation and understanding the power that you possess as an individual because this is just truly a gift that you only have the gift if you have something to share. So let's get on with the sharing because I know here on Anchor I only have 30 minutes and I don't know how long it's going to take to to read uh, this part that I had. Oh, I'm in the wrong file, am I? In the wrong file, go over here. The part that I did highlight, but I'll go ahead and begin the reading of the document that was created here and and put on the Federal Department of Civil Rights Division website. Because you have to understand, Nevada was found guilty before and they negotiated something and then they didn't follow through. And that's what Nevada is good for because committees change. And But it was always a strong red state until... We the people came. And the invitation was truly to we the people because I believe they liked all the black entertainers and they need them here. And they give them certain, hmm, they show them off, let's put it like this. And they pay them well, but they all know there's a little box that they have to participate in. And just like Kanye say, hey, don't follow me around all the time. I mean, what am I to you? And even if you're going to get my picture and you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to make money, but I'm not making money, boo. (laughs) And he said, so y'all need to respect that. I will be. And, and, you know, he said it so clearly. And how come people don't understand? I will never know. But it really doesn't matter. Because if he was an event, he was expected to get paid by this event. And the pictures and everything could come. Everybody could come. But when you're on your private time, boo, it's the local community that has to establish the process. But you see, when you bring a team like the Los... I mean, what is it? Oakland Raiders? The Oakland Raiders? To Las Vegas? And then you don't set up a paradigm or or set up a circle of influence where they will, will, where the Raiders control all the media and all of that outcomes from the NFL. You understand what I'm saying, don't you? And because they control it, there are certain places that these people go. And But, you know, their freedom should be restricted. Simply, they should be forced to have chauffeurs. It should be a big business entertainment protection. And it is not. And it concerns me that these motherfuckers are making all this goddamn money. And then they heard them, like what happened at the Travis Scott. At the Travis Scott, it was a concert. And what the hell, right? Because they tried to charge him because he was a black man. And I'm sorry. That was the obligation of the people who were making the money and paying him the money. Not his. And I'm effing tired of them going after Bill Cosby. But y'all can sit there and say nothing. That's not... I mean, you know, those were groupies and they all talked about their benefits. Why were why were we informed anyway? 
because home homegirl got three point two million dollars. What I understand, plus a full education, and I don't know that she's utilizing her education because they still want to ride his ass. And whatever people negotiated for in the private, please let it stay in the private. Leave Bill Cosby alone. Just like I stand with Ye. Just like I stand with R. Kelly. He's a man. And quite frankly, groupies do exist. And I'm sick of it. So anyways, because it's behavioral health, and because we're talking about behaviors, and we're only talking about human behaviors, but mostly in the news, we talk about the Negro behavior, just like that young man who hit his child so hard because he didn't want to give the child to the baby mama. What the hell? Right? Uh, enough is enough. That's how come I call my podcast. Parent Empowerment Hour. What the hell? So anyways, let's continue. We'll go ahead and start the read. And then if it stops, maybe I'll go back and, and do some more. It's important that you understand what the findings were of the complaint. Nevada spent significant resources on hospitalization and residential treatment for children with behavioral health disabilities. Publicly reported data shows that Nevada spends approximately $11,000 per child for each month in a residential treatment facility. From March 2020 to March 2021, Nevada spent a total of over $38 million on residential treatment facility services for children. 62. We reviewed five years of Medicaid claims data of a random sample of children who had received treatment in residential treatment facilities. And we found that over 80% of spending on behavioral health services for these children was for hospital or residential services. Because community-based services are less expensive than residential services, shifting spending toward community-based services is both reasonable and more cost-effective. Additionally, as noted above, the early and periodic screening, diagnostic and treatment, EPSDT, provisions of the Medicaid Act require that Nevada's Medicaid program provide children under the age of 21 with any services coverable under the Medicaid Act necessary to correct or ameliorate a mental illness or condition. The state must provide these services, including community-based behavioral health treatment, to the extent they are medically necessary. 63 Though Nevada's Medicaid program includes some community-based services, many children who need the services to avoid institutionalization cannot access them in sufficient intensity to meet their needs. It is a reasonable modification for Nevada to provide these services in the amount medically necessary, given the state's pre-existing obligation under the Medicaid program. Nevada could serve children in the most integrated setting appropriate to their needs and comply with Title II of the ADA by reasonably modifying its service system. Remedial measures should include ensuring that community-based services are accessible and available with sufficient intensity to prevent unnecessary institutionalization. Services the state should ensure are available and accessible include intensive in-home supports and services, intensive care coordination, crisis response, peer support, therapeutic foster care, and respite. The state should consider input from children and families with lived experience in expanding its service array, ensuring that the array of services is available statewide as required by Medicaid. The state should adjust rules and procedures to facilitate the participation of children's behavioral health providers in Medicaid. The state should conduct a rate analysis of its Medicaid rates and adjust its rates if needed to allow for robust provider participation in community-based behavioral health services 62 Nevada Division of Health Care Financing and Policy, BHS Out of State Residential Treatment Center Report 6, HTTPS colon slash slash, PERMA, dot CC, slash BY5N-FSHJ63C42USC Section 1396D, R. 
5. 24. Exercising robust oversight of community-based providers. The state should ensure that community-based behavioral health services are of sufficient quality to allow children with significant behavioral health disabilities to remain in their homes and communities, where appropriate. Assessing children at serious risk of institutional placement for community-based services and quickly connecting them to appropriate services. The state should assess and connect children and families to services when needed, such as when they experience a crisis, are referred to when, are hospitalized, or are referred to residential treatment facilities. The state should closely manage the process of approving residential treatment, including by examining data associated with residential admissions to make system improvements, working with children and families when a child enters a segregated setting to facilitate discharge and transition back to the community. Discharge planning work should begin at admission. The state should ensure that children have access to sufficient community-based services upon discharge and that discharges are not delayed by inadequacy of services aid. Conclusion for the foregoing reasons, we conclude that there is reasonable cause to believe the state fails to provide services to children with behavioral health disabilities in the most integrated setting appropriate, in violation of the ADA.64 because of deficiencies in its community-based service array and the manner in which the state administers its children's behavioral health system. The state relies on segregated settings to serve children with behavioral health disabilities who could be served in their homes and communities. We look forward to working cooperatively with the state to reach a resolution of our findings. We are obligated to advise you that if we are unable to reach a resolution, the United States may take appropriate action, including initiation of a lawsuit, to ensure the state's compliance with the ADA. Please also note that this report is a public document. It will be posted on the Civil Rights Division's website 64C42 USC section 12132. 28 CFR section 35.130 D25. So did everybody get that? I really hope that you understand that we are one nation under God. And you see how Medicaid or Medi-Cal specifically broke down the children's rights with disabilities. Those rights belong to your children, boo. They certainly do. And it's so difficult to understand why people live in their little boxes. They believe that they're guarding what the gifts of life that were bestowed upon them. And then they put them in the den of inequity. And then they don't say anything. Why is it that the African-American community living in Las Vegas do not share concerns about the community that they have come to bless. As so many of them are working people and still paying taxes, but if you make too much money here in Nevada, you have to pay the taxes because they give you resources if you are not overly abundant wealthy. If you, if you receive, and I get my social security, but my social security is disability, but my social security is my social security. And in less than six months or six or seven months, I am going to be 65. So blessed and so highly favored. And quite frankly, I don't care what you think. I know that I am, my concerns are not on daily life. My mother provided for me as a woman. My mother provided for me as she chose 
her choices in life and she was fully, fully, fully responsible. She worked for University of Davis Medical Center on Stockton Boulevard for more than 20 years. And she provided services to so many people on East 4 to be honored. She was in a she was in attendance at the church, Southgate Church on 24th and Meadowview, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. And, you know, when you're living and you're following the word, your spirit will guide you. And if you ever, ever, ever become confused, you should pick up the good book. My heart is so at peace as my mother recently passed. But, you know, it was a blessing to see her smile. It was a blessing to understand that she just loved us more than what my siblings, I feel, loved her. But I think they loved her. And um, because it's honor. It's honoring a woman who gave to you. And we will honor my mother. And we will support and you know, leave her legacy. Her legacy is that she taught us how to care for one another. And we do operate under this tribe. And she tried hard to bring all of her siblings together. And that was the one thing that I think that my grandmother wanted before she passed, is for all of us to get along and then for us all to know our our, our relatives. And there's some I have first cousin out, cousins out there that I just don't know simply because my uncle Lonnie, well, his children and the women and the choices that he made are still his choices and unknown to us because we're not on first name basis. And, you know, kinship is real here in America. And as kinship happened for the Negro community, meaning that there were parameters that were established around people of kin because they sold people who look like us in America. And and America doesn't want to pay for its wrongdoing as they continue to admire all of the Negro entertainers. And then they make money on the backs of people who are not allowed to have freedom of expression and liberty. And they have to understand that because they're public figures they have to respond in a different manner and perhaps they have to think a different way even if they see what I see and they cannot say anything I mean the most freedom I've ever seen a person have is Snoop Dogg because he understands getting out of the jail going into the pen to only get out of the pen and go into the jail again because people lack skills what I'm doing is simply sitting on my kitchen table and in the summertime I will be sitting in the backyard and I will be sharing to you my life journey because you only know my life journey when I, I mean I ran for I was an Emerge candidate in 2008 go to Emerge's website find me I'm in those pictures and know this 
I know who I am and you do not have to accept me for the human that I am. But when I'm sharing you the experience of understanding what the law is, did you not hear what Nevada was not doing? Do you not know what public engagement truly is? And perhaps you don't. But understand this, as an American citizen, I am a damn patriot and I don't have to socialize. I don't have to kick it with anybody else. However, I was truly willing to log on and listen and try to understand where individuals were coming from as they were sharing their journeys. But then when I would raise my hand, I would be ignored and all I would be trying to do is share the knowledge that I've already experienced as the chair of the district advisory committee for Title I and compensatory dollars. I was that parent who signed the CONAP. I was that parent who was trained by the state of California. And I can thank Superintendent Jim Sweeney because he certainly took me to Texas on a wild go-round before he implemented those five charter schools, dependent schools. And I understand how states can bring in community partners like Opportunity 180 who could have a meeting at the Orleans and call it a public meeting. But in essence, she brought all of the people who were working in the not-for-profit area together and they sat on a fucking stage and they did not question the community. They wanted you to hear what they were doing with the federal dollars. And I say, you're doing whatever it is you choose, but it is not affecting the maintenance of effort for the children who are generating the dollars here in Nevada. You, you see what the state was told, what they had to do. Now let's just understand Clark County School District who would in essence strike their responsibility to collect any data and you know what can i say and 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 you know there is a memorandum of guidance issued to the state department to all local agencies from Joan Ebert because she tried to work with y'all local people updates to the discipline laws data reporting requirements restorative justice practices per the 80th session of the Nevada Legislature 2019. And this document was dated on the same time, the same date as the federal government came and told them what they were going to do and what they can do. But a lawsuit, seriously? No, we want them to do something to wake them up immediately. Why should the federal government have to sue the state of Nevada? I'm confused. Is this not America? Did I not pledge allegiance? Well, let me say it one more time. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, and liberty for me. Now, did you not get it? And maybe you didn't. And guess what? This is a nation and we live in a world of entertainment. And if nothing else, let this entertain you. As 
you need to understand that public schools is for public use and local control means locally you elect people to represent you and they put people in a position of providing information to the public and educating the children but when the children are not learning and certain children are targeted to be removed from their gifted and talented placements for life at the age of 11 I say that is criminal as it is mandatory and as you see the state is being challenged for removing children from their homes and the state is being challenged to use the medical the Medicaid that medical dollars the federal dollars to build capacity within the community and one of the reasons why weren't you guys paying attention when the Nevada Ledge brought in Molina Healthcare Systems to Nevada welcome Molina I'd like to meet your people one day and you know as my days have become free this is my gift from my mother because my only charge in life for the last three years was to beck and call to my mother whatever she needed whatever she told me to do I did and truly it was a blessing to my life and a blessing to my sons and my mother truly blessed my siblings all of them and for the ones that she supported during her journey they made it too my siblings are living over there in Anthem and uh, my brother has a home both my brothers have a home. Do you understand what I'm saying? They both are property owners. My sisters both own a home until my sister, my oldest sister, she she is in the education field. She is an she has an administrative credential that she was utilizing when she worked in Sacramento City Unified School District because she was a parent advisor. And then that means she was a confidential employee. And, you know, there's just a way of you have to see who you are. And she provided over 55,000 hours of volunteers. She oversaw the work uh, under the Department of Health and Human Services. They had a contract out there with, with Sacramento City Unified School District that, uh, that was encouraging training of the individuals. So a lot of people got hours under their work requirement under the Department of Health and Human Services, but they were volunteering in the schools and this is her program. She could probably do the same program here because there's some there needs to be a mandated effort for people to start learning what public services are really all about. Because the public should be in there. We really want our people to be a part of the community. And we really want to start building capacity for local Las Vegans. Viva Las Vegas, right? And uh the only way you do that is to start investing in the community and stop treating us like we're living on the plantation boot because you don't get to decide. And I want to promise you, there are consequences coming. Understand that you didn't have the data in October, and that's why that data came down. And you see what the federal government was able to figure out was what they were able to figure out. And I sent them all of the IDEA Part B information that I could find. I sent them and I recorded the conversations that was happening through that 
pupil-centered funding formula, appointed, appointed board who were determining, trying to find another way to classify at-risk funding, where all the at-risk funding is spent out in the rural areas where they have a real problem with mental health issues, I guess, because it's a whole different category. But when your local district would try to hold on to $200 million, when the black children and the Native American children and the Hispanic children and the EIA and the neglected and delinquent and all the homeless population of these families here, and I say, Mississippi, goddamn, no, Nevada has taken over. So please share my podcast here on Anchor. I need to try to build some kind of capacity because I understand what a community person is supposed to do and stand with me demand a level of accountability boo because you don't see what I see but you can if you understand like subscribe follow me here on anchor please do share my podcast help me build in America one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for me Y'all have a blessed day now. Okay. So I'll say good afternoon and say that part of the recording just didn't save simply because I didn't get to end because I didn't, I lost all control of the phone when the phone rang and I might lose it again if my sister calls back, but I'm hoping that her phone just died. So in America, how do you see yourself and whose obligation is it to, anyways to ensure access and equity? Well, that's what citizenship was really all about. And what is the value of your citizenship? Just like what is the value of your freedom if you were born in America? You know, born in the USA, I was. Well, what does that come with? So, since you don't understand, my podcast here on Anchor means we need to wake up. Wake up, wake up. We just all have to wake up. As failure has never been an option in public education, yet and still we have accepted it. Like, subscribe, follow me here on Anchor, Parent Empowerment Hour. Or you can find me on YouTube, Darlene Emerson1958. Or you could just simply find me on Facebook. That is Darlene Billups Anderson. Billups with a B and not anything else. Just understand that freedom has never been free, but... Life is all about who you want to be. Like, subscribe, follow me here. Have a blessed day.